Welcome, friends and sadists, to another spine-tingling episode of Blood on the Dice. The only actual play show where when one of us dies, we are kicked off and never seen or heard from again. Don't read into that. My name is Brian, I am the creator and producer of this podcast, but I also play the most pedantic artificer in Barovia, Basil Quark. Um, I'm Camille, I uh, play Pebble, the most spunky little pirate you ever did see, and I have had a real nasty case of the hiccups, so maybe Pebble will as well, we'll see. <laughs> in real life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot. I've stared her like three times and it's not worked. This is not a joke. This is how our morning has been going. <laughs> what a, what a what a time for you to not be able to pass your superpower on to someone else. Yeah. I know. I for yes, for those who don't know, I can stop hiccuping on command, and I've tried to teach her the ways, but uh, it's a work in progress. Um, and that being said, I'm Jake. I play Cork Grizzly, a dirty boy who probably needs a shower. Probably. <laughs> probably definitely. <laughs> I am Joe, and I play the dragonborn fighter, master of puppet masters, Orkuro Boldenara. And the only thing wrong with my voice is that it is so bloody sexy, which is crazy. <laughs> I am the ancient. I am the land. I am the dark lord of Barovia. I am Alex, your dungeon master. Welcome to level five, guys. Woo! We're all still alive. I'm invincible. <laughs> Literally nothing can kill us. It's true. So. Uh, where we left off. The second siege of the windmill called Bone Grinder leads to a successful rescue of Arabelle, the Vistana girl. Although you only barely escape the hags with your lives, they do not pursue you into the darkness of the Svalich woods. Arabelle, a precocious girl of about six, is more irritated than frightened by the situation and willingly allows you to bring her back to the Vistani camp near Velaki. As the sun sets, you are accosted by a clutch of creatures that, while human-like in shape, are composed of felled plant life, barbed with thorns and oozing sap. Although the Vistani are overjoyed to see the girl return, they offer you a chilly reception. You are rewarded, but when you ask about the scarred Vistana Aragal and Casimir the Dusk Elf, you are told vaguely that they are still out searching for the girl, and you are discouraged from returning for them later. The people of Velaki, too, have grown colder since you left town earlier that day. Danica, wife of innkeeper Erwin Martikov, scolds you for not understanding the ways of the Barovian people. And Father Petrovich, although still hoping for your aid in recovering the lost bones of St. Androld, seems to think you lack proper respect for the common townsfolk. He has spent the day comforting toymaker Blinsky, who, after seeing his home and shop claimed by the fire, has been reduced to a near catatonic state. Alter boy Yeska is again prepared to discuss what he knows about the missing bones and informs you that the only person he ever spoke to about them was Milivoj, the orphan teenage gravedigger, who lives in a barn near the churchyard where he cares for his six younger siblings. Your investigation ends there for the evening. There is one day remaining before the festival of the blazing sun. You know, in-game, I realize it's a horrible thing, but out of game, the trauma that Blinsky is going through it's really funny. Okay, it's kind of hysterical. It's kind of great. <laughs> are we bad people? Both in-game uh, and no. out? Uh... <laughs> yes, apparently you are. I still feel bad for him even out of game, so I can't I can't agree. Camille <laughs> is a good person. The rest of us are dege- are degenerates. <laughs> yeah. Right, so the sun rises. Um... Not so fast. Oh, oh okay, sorry. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, God. To whatever degree you are dozing through the night in this church, 
Um, eventually, you are pulled from sleep or from your doze by a uh, commotion just outside the doors of the church. Would you say we have had a short rest at least? I would say that this comes maybe three hours after you bed down for rest. So whatever that means to you. That short rest is only one hour. I'm taking that short rest. Excellent. I would. Oh, okay. Well, um, since, since we leveled up, do we we are at full health automatically, correct? No. 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 I'm unfamiliar with that particular rule. Uh, you can definitely, whatever hit points you gained from leveling up, you can add to right. your total. Yeah. Um, so I was out of first level spell slots, but I think I gained a new one now. Yeah. Yeah. I have now one first level and two second level slots. So the only, I have two third level slots. That's all I have. So you're all pulled back to wakefulness in the church by sounds coming from outside the front doors near the town's high road. Sounds of heavy boots splashing through puddles, uh, low muffled shouts. At one point you hear like a gasp of pain and then something falling, crashing into a puddle. Windows, are there windows we can look out of? Uh, well, no, considering that this church as a matter of course, protects itself against vampires and other monstrous invaders. Right, okay. A windowless church would be just the most depressing place in the world. There are windows, but they're mostly boarded. Oof. Oh yeah, this place sucks. <laughs> How are people inside the church reacting? Like, is is the priest like rushing out? Do we see him around? Certainly not. He's he's looking to you. He seems a bit confused. People are starting to wake up from the sounds. They are very very agitated. I I think we should keep the door closed. I do not like the sounds that I hear outside. They do not sound like happy sounds. Father, is this a, this is an unusual occurrence? Yes. Do you recognize anything happening out there? Uh, it sounds like the uh, it sounds like the town guards are in some kind of a scuffle, but I can't imagine who who with or what. I w I mean, I was rather in a boxer. Yes, you are capable warriors. I, I there's not much that I can do for these people except keep those doors closed. If you could go out, if there's anything you could do. Yeah, I'm going. I I feel a lot of responsibility to to, to do some good in this town at this point. Yeah, these these people have have suffered not, but not from anything we did, of course. No, but we no, correct, no, absolutely. No, 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 you know, but you you save a Vistana girl, you got to save the town that's you know housing you. They wouldn't even let us exactly. in there. We we said we wanted to help that very We're passionate. We have a yeah. fire, not not a fire. We have no fire. We that hate fires. That very angry woman from the inn uh, chastised us the other day, and look, I. I think we should step up a little bit here. So, yeah. for Koro, I understand your hesitance, but I think we should go. Are you guys forgetting that the guards are jerks? They're like big assholes, you know? Agath, all guards are bad. So Is then that... let's go protect the people from the guards. How about that? Well, we don't know that's happening. What if the guards are getting, they're, they're just as us. We're, okay, we're, we're going to go find out. Okay, so three of you leave the church, Koro does not. As you get outside, you see right there in front of the church on the high road, you do see, you do see Isaac Strasny standing there in front of a brace of spear-wielding guards. You know, maybe it's a good thing Vorkoro didn't come out. <laughs> Through the cold night air comes the plish-plashing of feet on the muddy high road. Through the mist come the forms of six figures in black robes, their faces obscured by hoods, each holding a long-bladed dagger. Don't just stand there. Isaac Strasby bellows at the spearman at his side. Get help, you idiots. And we're gonna go ahead and call that initiative. All right. Whoa, okay. 
I don't feel like I have any kind of grasp on this situation here. So just just to clarify, so there's guards outside and then there's hooded figures coming towards us that we are now fighting. Yeah. I just wanted to That's make exactly sure. That's exactly what's going on. So it looks like the guards and the hooded dagger-wielding figures are fighting each other. Like they, they are not friends. It, when Isaac says that, he is certainly not speaking towards you and he is certainly not speaking about you. He is at best dimly aware that you have entered the scene. But yeah, there's a conflict between him and his men and whoever these cloaked individuals are. Great. Well, you know what? I think it might be beneficial for uh, Isaac to like us, but also, I don't know, I don't know what to do here. Yeah, for me, this is a purely image-based combat. Uh, I would like them to like me a little more than they do now. Also, I got a foreign initiative, so. I got a uh, five. I got, a, I got a 15. I got a rock. <laughs> Joe, what did you get? Should I roll? I mean, I'm I'm at the door. I'll probably come out the moment something starts happening. But... It's up to you. But yeah, if you're going to roll, please roll now. So as I'm copying down my stuff. Sure. Um, of course. Uh, um, 18. <laughs> the one time we really didn't want you to roll high. <laughs> well, you could just like use his action to wait it out or prepare something. Like knock an arrow or something. Because essentially, I just saw you guys run outside. Yeah, right after you said that you don't want to join us. Okay, so uh, Borkoro then actually, yeah, is going to get the first go. I hold my action because I don't know what's going on yet, and I have no reason to attack either side. That is perfectly fair. So that's when one of the robed figures, again, holds aloft a what is clearly a ceremonial dagger. It looks like it was it was much more made to look really cool and creepy than actually be an effective weapon. Except then this pulsating energy of cold light is sort of emitted from the dagger as this sort of ghostly version of itself extends out from the robed figure. And now there is a enormous swirling ghostly dagger. Oh. The blade is as long as that of a longsword. And now there's a giant ghostly dagger flying at Port Grizzly. What? What about all the guards in front of them? What? Oh, no. It looks like Isaac sent the two guards off to go get reinforcements, but he's still there. Oh, so it's, it's um, just them and Isaac. There weren't any other guards, correct? Correct. Oh, luckily it looks like that ghostly dagger misses Cork. Don't love Cork getting attacked before he can rage. No, I don't love that either. I also don't love that. I don't think I have any rages. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, getting into long rest. No, 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 no. Basil, you are up. Oh, okay. Um, can I just, like, can I run up to this guy? Isn't it six guys? Yeah, no, but the, I'm sorry, the one who cast the... So the magician? Yeah, you can run right up to him. Um, okay. Ooh, actually... How, how close is, are they packed in together? Because I, I have a, an area of effect spell I could use. How big is the area? Uh, it's a 10 foot radius. Um, so you could you could get like three of them in that. Oh, perfect. Yeah, uh, well, I'm, I'm gonna use a brand new level two spell then. And I'm gonna try to hit three of them, hopefully one of which is the guy who cast the ghostly dagger. Uh, and I want to hit them with Shatter. Okay. So they need to make a con saving throw. We've got two passes and cool. a fail. Uh, so I'm going to roll for some thunder damage. Not great. Better. Not great. 
So that's a nice 11 points of thunder damage halved for the ones that passed. So 5, 5, and 11. Okay. One of them immediately drops. Oh. I don't know if you feel that you have any control over whether or not this spell kills or just incapacitates. I guess I, I didn't specifically say I wanted to incapacitate. So, yeah, I guess um, <laughs> it's just like blood starts pouring out of this guy's ears with this ringing noise and he just crumples. Okay, so then uh, uh, the one who cast the spiritual dagger, is he still standing? Yep. Okay, I want to run right up like and just get in his face. Okay. Um, as you do, the other one who survived the spell effect, he takes his still intact dagger and he attempts to swipe you with it. That definitely does not hit. The next one is dead, and then we're back to Pork. Okay, um, I am a little peeved about that magical um, the thing that was thrown at me that I'm the name of like on right now. Um, so who's closest to me? Um, definitely not that one. There's there's one that's down. There's three more that have not. Okay, so I'll go for one of the those three, and I'll attack with my okay. axe. And my first attack. That's a 21 to hit. That definitely hits. 14 damage. Okay, he's down. Okay, I'm gonna attack Ooh. the next guy, 13 to hit. That hits. Oh, for 10 damage. And he's down. Oh, Pork is just hacking him away. Damn. <laughs> guys are such little weenies. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm strong, right? Pebble, <laughs> <laughs> you're up. All right, um, so there is one still up? There are three still up. Oh, Only sorry. one that has not yet been hit at all. Okay, could I reach all three of them with a 15-foot cone if I get close enough? No. Okay, but is there a way that I could hit two? You can hit at least two, but neither one is the is the magician. Mm. And I just want to make sure that I'm not caught in that cone, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> if, if there's a way that I can hit two, Without hitting anyone else, I'll do that. Okay. Um, and I'm going to uh, use my once per long rest burning hands that I get for being a fire genasi. So do a dexterity save um, for those two that I'm trying to hit. Okay. Uh, that is a three and a 13. All right. Those both fail because it is 14 DC and they will both get... <laughs> a whopping nine damage. Okay, that brings both of them down. Oh. oh. Hell yeah. So how many are left? One. Just the caster. <laughs> Just let us get some damn sleep. I <laughs> Isaac, meanwhile, is running up to that caster. He has his giant axe that you have never seen him without, except he does not swing it. Rather, that giant, angry, clawed monster arm of his, you can see it in that illustration, he reaches out his clawed monster arm, and at the center of his palm, suddenly there is a ball of fire, which erupts from his hand and goes flying at the robed figure. Oh boy. And the robed figure takes that much fire damage from having a ball of fire go off right in his face. I feel like Basil is just like singed a little bit here and just like kind of looks looks over at Strasby and like, dude, what? Basil has no eyebrows. And then we're back to Vorkoro. 
at this point, hearing all the ruckus, Okoro is going to step outside to see what the fuck is going on. So many bodies. <laughs> uh, yeah, is are all the black robed figures down? No, the caster is still up. But he just had a fireball go off in his face. <laughs> okay, and what's the distance? Like, could I get... Yeah, there? yeah. This is all just sort of playing out right there on the high road right in front of the church. I, I'm, I'm going to walk up to my group, uh, mostly Pebble. I don't know where the others are, but mostly Pebble and be like, what is going on? What did I miss? <sighs> the uh, uh, ghost longsword, tiny weenies, kill this guy, and it'll be over. Well, who, who is I this? don't know. Taking more than six seconds, Joe. <laughs> All right, I'm, then I'm not. I'm, I'm just gonna sit there and continue to okay. talk to Pebble. Uh, <laughs> it just like lazily like wander out, be like, oh. hey, hey, fancy seeing you guys here. All right, as you do, suddenly a giant spectral longsword-sized dagger comes crashing down on you. Or that's mean. I'm the only person trying not six to six magical that. piercing damage. You said six? Yes. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, force damage. Oh, what the? What the fuck was that? That was the ghost sword. Well, that's stupid. Should Basil call out, she tried to tell you. <laughs> Basil, I'm going to need you to make some kind of saving throw. Oh, boy. I'm going to need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay, okay. Not my favorite saving throw. Mm. Funny how that works. Oh, but that is a 19. God damn it. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Your turn. Love that. All right. Um, let's get this brand shiny new extra attack in action. And I'm going to try to punch this caster with uh, my Thunder Gauntlet. Okay. Uh, that's a 10. That does not hit. Didn't think so. Uh, try it again. That's another 10. All right. Um, I'm going to run up to the caster and attack him with my Grenax. Okay. It's going to be 18 to hit. That hits. For 7 damage. Okay. And then a 16 to hit. That hits. Let's go. Big damage. Okay. 8 damage. Ooh, and that drops him. Woo! Yeah! Woo! Oh, oh, oh. Seeing them go down. Isaac starts using the handle of his own great axe to start pulling back their hoods. And as he looks at each one in turn, he kind of gives a, a little nod of recognition. Uh, excuse me, sir, could you, could you tell us what we were just a part of? What just happened? Do you know anything of this? No, oh, we were just no. in the church. I, do, do we recognize any of the people? I mean, they look like perfectly ordinary people. Okay, but like no one that we've come across. I mean, maybe. I mean, as as Isaac's going around, he point he sort of points them. Lukovic, the shoemaker. Isabella Constantinova from the bake shop. The Cantemir brothers, the butcher's sons. Joiner's wife. Grigori grows of the length later. You don't know anything about this. No, I don't think we've any of us have ever seen these people before. But this no. is not your business. If it comes to me that outlanders are speaking flippantly of cultists and devil worshippers in Balaki, you will be held responsible for the disturbance. Do not mistake me. Uh, of course. Uh, did you say cultists, devil worshippers? Look, we we won't we won't say a word, but we just would like to know 
who these people are because they seem to focus they seem to focus on attacking us it you because you were here is Velaki uh, has Velaki been under the terror of these uh, cultists for very long what do you know about them where do they hail from perhaps we could find them for you and wipe them out they said this is none of your business people have been saying have been speaking of them for a while now this is the first indication that there was anything more than just stupid peasant talk. But again, do not let me catch you anywhere near this issue. You have already proven yourselves scoundrels in the Baron's eyes by consorting with the Dowager Lady Bokter. You have no one to blame but your good selves should you make him your enemy. And at this point, other guards are running back up and Isaac turns to them and instructs them to clear away the bodies. Um, okay. Well, like I said, we'll keep our mouths shut. Uh, we certainly don't want to make any any enemies here. And I think Basil just kind of like slinks away back up the steps. <laughs> Moonwalks away. <laughs> so uh, Father Petrovich is just inside the door of the church waiting for you. Is everything okay? Yes. <laughs> totally. Nothing to see out there. Everyone's safe. Everything's fine. All right. So looks like... Uh, Looks like you've met Isaac Strasner. Yeah, we met him earlier, too. He's a real asshole. Do you say that? I would, because I trust the priest. Um, morning, Lord Pardon, all sin. As much as I've tried, I've found no love in my heart for Isaac. Even knowing what he's been through and what a horror his life has been, I don't wish to speak ill of him, but there is something you might want to know. Is it about the hand? Because I would really like to know about the hand. <laughs> Don't be rude. Sorry. Isaac does have, he, he says this with the, the subtext point obviously being, don't ask me about it, but Isaac does have one living relative in Balaki. Who is that? Bluto Krogorov was the brother of Isaac's late mother, but they'd been estranged by the time Isaac's parents died. I honestly doubt Isaac even knows they're related. Well, looks like we have a little bit of leverage on him. And could he tell us about the hand? I mean... Pluto's a a destitute and a drunk. He sometimes makes some money from fishing in Lake Zarovich, but spends it all on wine. If you're determined to find him, you ought to do so on the lake. Follow the high street out the north gate. The docks are a quarter mile beyond that. Well, we shall add that to our to-do list. Uh, Father Petrovich, can I ask you real quick? um, What do you know about these cultists that my friends so readily slaughter without knowing anything about them? Just saying. What do you know about these? Just the gossip one hears of, of cultist witches, devil worshippers. I think most people just took that to be nothing more than just idle rumor mongering. Are there rumors about maybe where they hang out? Like, do they get together and like go sacrifice cats under the blood moon in a specific alley or something? Nothing that I've heard. I, I make it a point to try to stay out of, of that kind of talk. That's probably a wise uh, policy. Sure, sure. So here's the thing. This has all been a very eventful evening. I would really like to go back to sleep. Agreed. We have a long day ahead of us, and apparently it just got longer. Um, the, uh, the rest of the evening passes without incident. So would you say that we have rested for a long time? You have reaped the benefits of a long rest, yes. <laughs> nice. Very 
I'll say it's it's hard to properly enjoy a level up when you don't have any of your stuff. <laughs> I mean, I think the the implication of that would also be that you um your morning gets off to maybe a little bit of a later start than you would want it to. Mm-hmm. That's probably fair. You rest for three hours and then you need to start a proper long rest all over. But I mean, certainly not. It's probably like. 11. Yeah, so I'd, I'd say you're burning daylight, but it's Barovia and there's no daylight to burn. How about I sleepyhead? We have a graveyard we need to get through. Oh, five, five more minutes. Give me... <laughs> he, he says in a trance because he doesn't actually sleep. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll go alone and I might burn it down. <sighs> Watch what you say. Really leveraging that more than I've ever known you to leverage it. You know, it's a daily problem at this point. So what are we doing? Uh, I think we're heading to that graveyard. Yeah. I, I don't want to be there when it's even remotely dark, so. All right. So the glowering 15-year-old gravedigger has a prematurely haggard face hidden behind a layer of grave dirt and a ropey mat of raven black hair. He is life but well-muscled, presumably thanks to hours of digging cold earth. It's CrossFit. Man, that's some, seriously, this is some fucking... Uh, anime emo. Yeah, so for those <laughs> listening at home, uh, Alex threw a picture, and this 15 year old boy is handsome. Pure <laughs> smoldering. He reminds me of Speed Racer. Yes, <laughs> the handsomest of all anime. <laughs> so uh, I think as we're as we're walking up, uh, I think Basil whispers to Morgoro, "Is like I hate, I hate to say it, but this is a child, and that's." It's kind of your area of expertise, not in a creepy way. I, 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 I don't. I did. I didn't mean that as an insult, but you know, just you know, I. I'm gonna step back, is what I'm saying. Like I think, I think you talk to him. Hello there, young grave digger. I see you are applying your trade, which is digging holes in the ground for which to bury bodies. And though it is a waste, it's much better to burn them. I see you are quite good at it, nonetheless. May I have a discussion with you? Okay, I'm sorry to interrupt the flow of this conversation, but I think we have to, I don't know what titling convention you went with for each individual episode, Brian, but if you still were using random quotes from it, I think, you know, Curse of the Mists, you're good with children, but not in a creepy way. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a misnomer, because it's definitely in a creepy way. (laughs) (laughs) Never watched that show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, but I mean... Oh, yeah. Watch the first three episodes just so you get to the song, I Love My Daughter, but not in a creepy way. It's <laughs> In response to whatever Vorkoro said, doesn't seem that it was taken very, very seriously because this young man just kind of looks up at him and says, you're the circus freaks who just came to town, aren't you? Yes, 100%. We are the freakiest of circus people you have ever freaked your eyes on. Uh, I was wondering if I could uh, ask you a few questions uh, we are helping somebody locate something that went missing. I'm sure things go missing a lot. I got work to do. This is specifically in your purview. You see, we are looking for bones. Have you seen any? I work in a graveyard. I see bones. Yes, there are bones. They go missing because I dig them up so I can bury other ones. Okay, now you're just being rude, rude, rude. So, all right. I'm specifically talking about the holy bones that were buried beneath the church. And seeing as you are the only person who knew about it, well, the only other person, um, we thought you might have an idea of where they had gone. Also, I'm going to roll in. Holy bones, no disrespect to the father, but I don't go in for all that religious stuff. I don't think I need to roll insight now. Um, but you do know about the bones, then. 
I, whatever. I don't, I don't, I got work to do. I'm gonna. 22 insight. 22 insight. Is he yeah, he's full of shit. Yeah, Vorkoro. Vorkoro, can I, can I give it a shot? You, you go right there. Okay. Um, I'm gonna cast Zone of Truth on him. Oh. And we can continue to question. Does he get any kind of a... He gets a charisma saving throw. Do you know if he passes or fails? We're going to find out in a second. Versus what? You know whether each creature succeeds or fails. Uh, sorry, it's, it's just a DC 16. Okay, yeah, he fails. Okay. So he's aware of the spell so he can avoid answering questions to which he would normally respond with a lie. So he can, he can evade, but he can't lie. Okay. So... My friend, uh, we will ask you again, where are the bones uh, that were beneath the church? Uh, Camille, you're saying that he understands that he is being magically compelled. Correct. First off, he seems really freaked out by, by that fact alone. Hey, are you okay, buddy? You seem a little nervous all of a sudden. The reality of magic, it seems, though it's, it's, it's more about just the fact that magic of that subtlety and power is not a day-to-day being experienced by people in this town it seems to be really mm-hmm. more the reason why. Would you like a drink of water, something to calm your nerves? Um, he just kind of stares at it and he just says over and over again, I have to get to work. Tell us where you put the bones and we will leave. And I would like to apply intimidate. Um, okay, give me a roll. Fuck, 21. Ooh. What do you do to intimidate him? All you have to do is tell us where the bones are. I will not ask why you put the bones. I will not ask anything else. I just want to know where they are. And we will leave forever. You will never see us again. That doesn't feel particularly intimidating. Yeah, that's, that's more like a persuasion. Oh, there's, there's layers. <laughs> there okay. are layers. I'll there. take your word yeah. for it. Okay. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> a, maybe, a little, maybe a little puff of flame while you, while you say it. I, you know, fuck yeah, I'm gonna have like smoke rolling out of my nostrils a little bit as I'm talking. You can see like a light at the back of my throat, like I'm about to breathe fire. Nice. Good yeah. touch, good touch. Okay, look, I, the father's a good man. He pays me all he can afford, more than he can afford, but it's it's not enough. I've got six younger brothers and sisters. He, he said if I got him the bones, he'd give me, I'm sorry. Who? said if he got you the bones. The coffin maker, old Vanderbort. He asked me in the inn one night, I don't know how he knew, but he said he had he had money if I got him the bones. And where can I find this? Uh, he's he's got a shop in town. All right. Go take care of your brothers and sisters. Try not to answer any questions for like how long pebble? <laughs> ten minutes. Yeah. For ten minutes just go be <laughs> Should be easy. You're in the graveyard. Um, but thank you. If you're lying, I will burn you. He's not point. lying. I'll just uh Yeah, no, we 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 know that point. <laughs> anyway, tell Bella. Okay. All right, so we go beat the coffin maker. Also, does anybody have any coin? That's what I was I was just looking at in my inventory. I don't think I have any money. I'm broke. Find him a rock. I got no cash. I've got those uh I got 14 more of those electrum pieces, but I, I still have really have no concept of how much these are worth. It's like it's between silver <laughs> and gold, right? 
Yeah, but like just the D and D economy is so oh, yeah. skewed, anyways. Like I still don't like a gold piece is both one dollar and a hundred dollars at the same time. <laughs> like the resort tourists, you're like the economy yeah, like, in Barovia is trash. Also, that's true. You know, I think I'll yeah I'll flip the the kid uh, an electrum coin and be like, sorry for the theatrics. Um, we get it, but you know we've got a job to do. All right. As we're walking to the coffin makers, I would just casually be making conversation like, guys, did you know that you can make a fire hot enough to burn down a building, like, say, a coffin maker shop, but leave the human bones inside the building completely intact? It's just a fun fact that I was thinking. For Coro, I can't believe it took me this long to do it, but I have stocked uh, Create Water, so <laughs> I can I can kind of attenuate your your pyromania, which has reached a peak I have never seen in my time with you. Okay, somebody. Okay, two things. First, somebody give me a um, investigation check to actually find the coffin maker shop. Oh, I could do that. Can we, I mean, other people are welcome to roll too. I just, I have a plus seven. I have a minus one. I'm not doing that. Uh, that is a dirty 20. Nice. All right. So yeah, on your way to the coffin maker shop, Milovo's just nodded generally in a easterly direction. So it's pretty easy to at least start out taking the high road down there. Um, as you're walking though, along the high road to the east side of town, you notice that each flyer for the festival now has a new flyer plastered over it. Attention, as of now, there are no plans to delay the Festival of the Blazing Sun, attendance and children required rain or shine. The wise and sagacious Baron Vargas Velikovich continues to establish peace, justice, and cheer for all true and good folk of Velaki. Thus, any Velakian suspected of witchcraft, devil worship, or allegiance to dubious characters will be arrested and punished at the discretion of the Burgomaster. All townspersons who report any suspicions to the town guard will be thanked for their good cheer and loyalty with a generous gift of 20 ravens, while all townspersons suspected of obstructing this investigation will be considered an accessory to crimes of malice and defiance. All shall be well, the Baron. That's a lot to unpack. Yeah, that is a lot. Have any of you, there was like a, a story a bard once told me. It was called a crucible. Um, and it was a lot like this right now. I'm just saying. Also, did anyone else know this, that it said all children must attend? Does that not worry anyone? Yeah, I guess I, I was under the impression it was mandatory for everyone and not just children. The, the specificity is, this, is, is alarming. Yeah. yeah. It's, un, it's unnerving. Especially given that story you told me about the children in the stockades. Yes. All right, let's just go get these bones back. Your search for the bones brings you to uh, the uninviting shop it is two stories tall and has a sign shaped like a coffin above the front door. All of the window shutters are closed up tight and a deathly silence surrounds the establishment. I'm going to knock just to see if anyone's home. We're closed. Go away. You are the coffin maker. You, you cannot be closed. People don't take days off from dying. Go away. Leave me alone. I will then walk back to my crowd and be like, okay, so how are we doing? I, I think I I think we just, uh, I think we threaten him. I think we have some leverage with those posters. We just threatened to turn him in. Oh, right. Yes, yes. So uh, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you wouldn't mind, I, I think I'd, I'd like to take a crack at this one. No, you're probably right. You're much better at like being that guy. Go ahead. So uh, Basil's going to walk over and knock on the door again and say, look, we don't have a lot of time to waste here. 
we know you took the bones. We know you have them. Give them back to us and do it quickly, or we will have to make a nice little report. From the other side of the door, you just hear him just shouting over and over and over again, just go away, go away. He, he seems to be having some kind of a, like a fit or something inside. He is- Look, if, 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 you let us, if you let us in, we can help out. We can help you deal with whatever you're dealing with right now. We can do this the easy way or the hard way. We literally killed like six people this morning. It's nothing to us. Can I, can I try to make a persuasion roll? I'm going to roll perception to see if there's anyone in the streets around me. Uh, that's an 18 on persuasion. I mean, you, you persuade him to the extent that he still seems to be right there on whatever room is inside the door, but he's locked the door against you. He doesn't seem to have any intention of letting you in for any reason. Again, you're starting to get the, the impression that he's not entirely in his right mind. Mm-hmm. wonder if the holy bones are having a little effect here. I have an idea, and I know you guys are going to think it's a bad idea, but I actually think this is one of the few times it's a good idea. I would like to take some of the items that I have on me and make a small, smoky fire specifically to waft under his door so that he believes we have set his house aflame and is forced to open the door. Uh, I was going to say we're pizza delivery people <laughs> and try to get in that way, but and that also works, I guess. Yeah, you know what? I think actually that's kind of a good plan. I just, I'm a little wary of using fire given the, uh, the fear-mongering of devil worship at the moment. I don't want to attract any attention, but if you think you can, if you think well, you I... can control the output just a little bit and like not create a, a literal smoke signal, I think it's a good plan. I think I can stick stuff under his door and create a small fire that will be mostly smoke that will waft into his I just want to trick him. I don't I don't I don't think Alex believes I, this is possible. <laughs> I don't not believe it's possible. I just I I don't understand how that's the easiest thing to do. <laughs> it's just what can I like push can I push them all aside to the best that I can because they're way larger than me and just try to like kick the door down. Yeah, sure. Give me a strength check. Okay. I'm not strong. Wait, I mean, it, you know, it might not be the easiest thing to do, but I don't know breaking it in broad daylight in a town where they're getting ready to, like, burn people alive is a good idea either. I'm doing it. I crit. Yo! <laughs> All right. So, yeah, the uh, you just, there's a, the door is locked by means of a metal hasp, which just pops right off. Also, Joe, just for the record, um, Crucible takes place in the Massachusetts Bay Colony, and no one was burned in the Massachusetts Bay Colony for witchcraft. <laughs> I happen to be teaching the Crucible at this moment. <laughs> oh, I love that. I never read the Crucible. I feel like I should. Oh, you know, the, the, the deaths in the Crucible is by pressing, right? No, well, Giles Corey was pressed to death, but that was as part of a, uh, a torture to try to get him to confess to being a witch. It wasn't. Oh what is pressing mean? Like, squeeze? <laughs> Yeah, they put slabs of rock. And they just, like, keep adding weight until you get crushed. Wow, that sounds like my ideal way to die. (laughs) Well, I mean, the coolest fucking thing about that scene is that as they're putting the rocks on and trying to get him to confess, his final words are more weight. Yeah, that's pretty pretty badass line. Anyways, we're we're getting very off track. Yes. The the Crucible is is cool unless Ted Cruz is performing it. Anyways. Ted Crucible? No, he was. That was a thing. It was. 
Yeah, definitely one of my top five favorite hysterias, but has nothing on the werewolf hysteria of Bedburg, Germany. Anyway, so, <laughs> um, so you break through the door, which leads you directly into a workshop containing everything a carpenter needs to make coffins and furniture, including three sturdy work tables stretching the length to the west of the western wall. Huddled in the corner, you do find a gentleman somewhere between middle and old age who's just got his craggy face buried in his large workman's hands, apparently just sobbing. I'm going to make sure we shut the door behind us. I just want to make sure no one sees us. Uh, and then I'm going to start looking for the bones. I'm just going to roll investigation. Okay. Uh, I want to go talk to the guy. Yeah, me too. Well, let's start with Joe's roll. That was a critical fail. I was a one. You, you somehow realize that you have stumbled back out the front door into the street. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> um, okay, so meanwhile, um, Basil and Pebble are attending to talk to this gentleman. So what are you saying? What, what was this guy's name again? You were given the name Vandervoort. Vandervoort? Yes. Okay. Um, like, uh, excuse me, Mr. Vandervoort. Are you okay? What is, what is going on? Let's, let's put the business of us, you know, how we got in here aside and let us help you. He doesn't seem to be entirely in his right mind. He's just looking down into his hands and just sort of sobbing. They made me do it. He made me do it. Who? Who made you do it? Who made you do what? I... I'm not going back upstairs. Do not make me go back upstairs. We won't. No, of course not. Um, you're talking about the bones, right? He, he made you get the bones? Uh, when you say that word bones, he looks up at you. And again, uh, when he looks up, you for the first time are able to notice a very, very poorly healed wound on the neck. Oh, oh. no. He made me do it. Can, can we take him out of here and maybe burn this place down now? Oh, as much as I want to, I really don't want to draw attention. If we get accused of devil worship, and if we get linked to that other fire. Yeah, we can't. We can't. We don't have the leeway for that. Yeah, we can't burn anything down anymore. Not that we ever did. Borcoro, uh, <laughs> these buildings are close enough together that there's not much of a guarantee that you're going to be able to contain a fire large enough that it's going to bring down the entirety of a two-story building. I, I just want to know where the stairs are so I can keep an eye on That's fair. So from this shot, in addition to the doorway that you came through, it looks like there are two other doors on the eastern wall. Okay. Um... We see the wound of the neck. Uh, we I think we all like have like a silent conversation with each other, being like, "Oh fuck." Yeah. Um, excuse me. We're not going to make you go back upstairs. Everything's going to be okay. Just tell us about who is upstairs. What does he want? I won't go up there. I won't. Go you up don't have to. Yourself. You don't have to. I don't care. I won't go up there. You don't have to. You can stay right here. You can leave. You can go wherever you want. But just tell us about what's upstairs. And he, he sort of that he sort of instinctively touches his neck. He just goes, the devils. The plural? The devils plural? My crossbow is out. What, what do what do the devils want? He made me get the bones. He said he would give me the money for the bones. I don't care. I won't go up there. I'm not going up there. You don't have to. Just tell us what they want with the bones. Yeah, he, he pretty clearly has no idea. Okay operating on a hundred percent fear and and with all due respect you know there's not much 
you guys can do to mitigate that. Yeah. Especially looking as you do and having just broken into his home. Fair. Okay. So they are upstairs. We are downstairs. Just a quick palaver here. Are we leaving or are we staying? I want to go upstairs so bad. Oh, oh, okay. With that thought process in mind, instead of go, remember the last time we went upstairs? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was bad. So, what but we did the most epic double save of our lives for Koro. Well, okay. Well, okay. Here's what I'm thinking. All right. What if instead of doing exactly what we did last time, we change it up? We try something new. So, what if instead of walking upstairs, we try to get them to come down here? Ah. <sighs> There are two doors. There are two doors. There are four. I don't doors. know if that saves us much. And also, my thought is that if they come down here, that puts this man in danger. Yeah, we gotta get this guy out of here in general, well, maybe. Here's the thing: if he leaves, if he goes out that front door, who knows what kind of panic he incites? True. I don't. I don't think we want to call any more attention to what's happening here. It's also just occurred to me that when people say devil worshippers, they don't mean literal devils. They mean vampires. Yeah. Yes. No, I, yeah. that was probably was a really obvious conclusion that the rest of you came to already, but no, I <laughs> literally just occurred to me. Ah, yes. Yeah, the devil's strad. Don't forget. Yeah, no, I, I did. I did forget. I won't ah, do it again. I can't, I can't believe May that. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should maybe we should do the right thing then and we should get this guy to safety back to church. That was my thought as well, although I kind of I, I understand what, what Basil's saying about inciting panic through the town if this guy uh, spreads. I, I also have a little bit of a theory that if they wanted these bones, if they knew that we were there, this is to get us here. That they, mm -hmm. This is what they want. I think maybe you think a little too highly of yourself. I think the incredibly powerful vampire who rules over this land singled us out yeah. above a waterfall while we were escorting his uh, chosen victim. I think he knows exactly who we are. I don't think we are anything special other than we have stumbled into something bad. And I think you're caught up in it. All right. All, all self-importance aside then, if you are correct, walking upstairs is absolutely the wrong thing. Yeah. Yes? I guess. But I think we also need these bones. I would like to take this man back to the church. I think that is the best thing we can do for now. One of us could stay here outside to watch the door. Um, oh, I, I, I think getting these guys... I don't really don't want to split up right now. Yeah. So, Basil, is this you leaning towards going up the stairs? I think if the vampires want to see us there isn't avoiding it. That's so true. They'll see us. Cork, Cork, what do you think? I was honestly team leaving, but that last sentence just swayed me a lot. So now I kind of feel like we should face this problem head on. We, we cannot leave him down here alone, though. So who will stay yes, behind? Yes, we can. No, no one is staying behind. He's fine here. He's, he's, he's here anyway. This, this is where he is currently. <laughs> Ridiculous. A moment ago, you didn't want to leave him alone. I'm starting to think I'm just being manipulated. All right. So, what are we doing? Oh, I, I don't, I don't like we're any of our choices. Lead the way. I think we're going I up. Go upstairs. I want to do it. Okay. Heads we go up. Tails we dip. 
We're going up. <laughs> okay. Um, anything? Any last words um, to this guy? <laughs> I'm giving this guy a crossbow. Do you have a spare crossbow? I don't think yeah, that feels like he'd be more of a danger to himself than anyone else. To give him a weapon. I, I have so many. Like I have so much in the way of like firing shit that yes, I do in fact. Have Pebble, if you wanted to um, prepare any protections for us, yep, that would be I a was, good time. You read my mind, Basil. I'm gonna cast aid on the three of you to increase your hit points and your hit point maximum by five. Love that. All right. So just abandoning open neck wound guy with the crossbow. Not a bit. Look, I have made my argument and everyone said I was ridiculous. No one said you're ridiculous. Like we I, I get where you're coming from. I just feel I I think ignoring the the what I view as an invitation from the vampires is only going to make things worse. If, if that if that neck wound gets uh too bad, use that crossbow on yourself. No, don't do that. Don't. <laughs> Whoa, don't, don't do that. What? Lark! Your neck is perfectly fine. Look, he, you, sir, you're going to be okay. We're going to go deal with what's upstairs. We're going to come back. We're going to give you a little... Oh, don't go upstairs. Don't go upstairs. All right, who's leading the way? Basil? I, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go first. Jake. <laughs> okay, I, we all need to be prepared to run very quickly away from here if, we, <laughs> if that yeah. comes to it. So, um, being as I'm the ranged guy, I'm going to stick in the back. I'll, I'll go first. Okay, he's no longer trying to convince you of anything. Again, he's just sort of gone back to just muttering to himself, don't go upstairs, stay out of there, stay out of the storeroom, stay out the of there, don't go upstairs, okay. stay out. Which which one's the storeroom? Stay out, just don't go, just don't go, it's not worth okay. it. Okay, yeah, we're, just gonna, we're just going to, we're just going to pick a door then. Okay, pick a door. Uh, North or south? North. North. All right. Oh, I'm so nervous. Man, I, I was so sh- sure this is going to be like the minor side quest of, <laughs> of Malaki. Like, we're going to go find the bones. The guy was going to like be trying to sell them to like take care of his siblings. And we'd be like, hey, finger wag, don't do that. And we would get the bones back and the priest would like us again. <laughs> I don't know why. I thought, I keep thinking things are going to be nicer than they are. And I have yet to learn my lesson. Feels like the theme is that everything's kind of a lose-lose. Mm-hmm. Arranged haphazardly around the floor of this musky L-shaped room are 13 wooden coffins. I mean, it's a coffin shop, so. You guys are stupid. <laughs> I'm saying that right now. No, but yeah, no, there's there's some there's something in those we coffins. We should burn this whole fucking place down. I I would rather take my chances with people thinking we're arsonists then walk into that fucking room right now. I say shut the door and bar it and let's try the other one. Yeah. There's more doors. I mean, that looks like a storeroom. It's a coffin store and there's coffins in it. So that would make sense to me. Uh, I, I think I'm a little bit with Vorkor on this one. There's definitely something sleeping in those coffins. Yeah, for sure. So what are we doing? Closing. <laughs> Shutting the door. What are the other doors here? There are another door that just looks like it probably okay. heads outside. And then there are two doors in the south wall. Do we want to try the south wall doors? Or do we want to... We, we still have this other door in this room that we haven't tried. I'd say we at least try that first before we even reach in to the room with the... That, I think that's fair. I think we, we <laughs> slide that one closed and then <laughs> get ready to go upstairs. 
The table with four chairs is in one corner of this room with a lantern hanging from a chain directly above. Two well-made cabinets stand against the east wall. That's it? There's nothing else up here? In, in this room? No. And then there's a door that goes into the other room from this room. Yeah. Okay, so this room at least looks safer. Let's check this room out first. There are cabinets in here. Maybe we'll find a bone blue. Yeah, I guess let's make a little investigation roll. Okay. Give me a roll. Uh, that's a 22. Not much in the cabinets, just kind of a lot of old junk. A lot of, like, you know, broken carpenter's tools, old scraps of uh, clothing. Okay. Uh, it occurs to me that the only search of the other room we did was Joe's nat one. <laughs> so... So there's there's no stairs in this room, right? This is just no. Okay. Hmm. I if the stairs are in the door in the other room. Yeah. Okay. Look, I've got an idea that doesn't involve burning. I'm gonna go to that door and I'm gonna open it again, and I'm going to yell into this room in thirteen coffins. Ah, my neck. Oh, it's killing me now that I cut myself right along the jugular. Oh, God. And my leg is broken, so I can't run away. I'm so helpless. Oh. There is no reaction from any of the 13 coffins. Can I roll a persuasion just to make sure? <laughs> I'm going to roll a persuasion or a deception. I guess it would be a deception, right? That is a 21 for deception. Okay, I admire your confidence in thinking that vampires would be hesitant to go and attack you unless you were injured. <laughs> that's, in fairness, that's very Borgoro. It is. So what are we doing in here? I would like to go back into the main room uh, and have people conduct a more thorough search um, while I ritual cast detect magic. Excellent. Um, give me a, somebody give me an investigation or perception roll. Um, detect magic. We decided what that was like a ten foot. Uh, it is a thirty foot radius around me. Thirty foot radius around you. Yep. Okay. So where, where, wherever I so, go, it goes um, with me for up to ten minutes. I got a seventeen perception. Yeah. So nothing unusual in here. Nothing that is not perfectly acceptable in the shop of a carpenter mm -hmm. slash specifically coffin maker. Um, regarding your cars expensive. Sorry. <laughs> Basil, you are I'm, I'm playing a little fast and loose I think with the rules of detect magic but you are detecting a powerful aura of holy divine power directly above you oh that's the bones okay well the, them's the bones so two two relevant pieces of information from that one them bones two <laughs> apparently the bones are legit too like it's yeah it's not just like a, like an old, you know, peasant legend, which I guess we should have figured out when the vampires wanted them. <laughs> um, so I have an idea, which is we leave now because we haven't triggered any vampire attacks. We get reinforcements once we've told the priest what's happening and we come at this stronger. I like where your head's at, but I don't think anyone's going to want to help us. I feel like as soon as you say uh, stand up to the vampires, I, I think this whole world is just going to shut that down. Mm, interesting. And I worry that if we leave now, they are just going to abscond with these bones. Oh, we can't have them absconding. 
Um, I, uh, Alex, just want to start opening coffins in the room. I want to start systematically opening each of the coffins. The coffins are competently, but certainly not expertly made out of pine. Nice. They are empty. Okay. okay. I just no, you know what? I, before we went upstairs. I, I was really expecting like us to go upstairs and like the coffin lids to fly off and 13 mm-hmm. vampires to crawl after us. Yeah. Okay. I think I think we gotta go upstairs. I think we have to be ready to leave. I think if this if this starts to go south, I think we need to dip. But I think we gotta do I think we gotta do this. Okay. So who is going up staircase first? I guess the tank, as in me. Sounds about right. Um, so we want to go. It's, it's, I assume single file up the stairs. We want to go. Yeah. Me, Cork, Pebble, Borkoro. Yeah, that sounds good to me. That sounds very good. All right, let's do this. Everyone, say a, a quick, quick prayer to your deity of choice. Umberly, you bitchy goddess. <laughs> please, please, for once in your goddamn life, help me out. In your damn god life. Yeah, so true. The staircase terminates in a in a landing with a door on either side of you. So many doors in this place. <laughs> uh, You're in the lead, so it's your decision. Can't go wrong with right. Actually, am I? Wait, well, well, I, I have detect magic, right? Which which But also, you I... know that if if um, I mean, if, as we're looking at this map, to the left is where the main room was, and you know that the bones were directly above. So you'd want to go to our right as characters, but our left as us looking at this map. That's what I thought you meant was right as in coming up this way. But is that so? That's the case. Here's where you want to go. Yeah, I mean, because I, I still have detect magic going. So is this this is where we're? I'm feeling that aura from. Uh, definitely, yeah. Okay, let's do it. Okay, this kitchen contains a square table surrounded by chairs and shelves of provisions. Is there is there any food that I just see out right now that I could just stick in my bag? Any any ingredients um, for your your, your feet? Mm-hmm. Nothing great. It's a lot of you know root vegetables, maybe some some flour. If you find that appropriate for me to be able to make my little magical treats with, then I'll grab it. Can't remember the exact rules. I mean, it's up to you. It looks like it's a lot of beets, some potatoes. I can make a beet and potato salad that gives people health. Totally. (laughs) Alex, quick question. Mm -hmm. This door across from the one we just opened, does it have like a handle or a knife? I'm sure I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, it's It's a little like plate that you would depress with your thumb. Camille, do you want to do you want to whip up some treats right now? I can't. I have to do it in a a long ah. a, a rest. Um, Damn. Yeah, so which I, I, I've been I've been having my eyes peeled for food, but we really haven't come across much. Guys, guys, we could probably eat later. Maybe we should keep moving because I'm right by this other door, and I'm just expecting it to open, and some uh, guy with a big fangs could be like, "Hey, Morcoro." So I don't know. Moving. I am a little peckish. I'll be honest. <laughs> It's it's kind of a fear hunger. I throw you a raw <laughs> vegetable. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, team. Let's. Oh, I'm so nervous. Just the amount of the sheer amount of doors and hallways in this place is gonna make running out of here so much more complicated. <laughs> yeah. That's what they want. I hate it. Open the damn door. Okay. Uh, this modest bedchamber holds a cot and several well-made pieces of furniture, including a table, a padded chair, a bookshelf, and a wardrobe. That, that's it? Yeah. 
You are, look so smug right now, and I hate it. Uh, all right, let's let's investigate this room. Detect magic should, in theory, tell me where these bones are, right? I, I'm going to stay in the corner of the kitchen so that I can watch the door and make sure nothing. I think that's a good yeah. call. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, somebody start. Give me a, a perception roll, or or what are you? I mean, bed, wardrobe, bookshelf. Uh, I guess I'm going to try to do investigation, which didn't roll spectacular. Uh, that's a 12. Yeah, just looking around, you don't see anything of particular interest. Am I still sensing the bones with detect magic? I feel like you are, but I, I mean, I don't know how specific does it get, or do you just know that you're in the same 30-foot radius as I think something magic? I think it gets pretty specific. Um, it says, you can use, or so I can use an action to see a faint aura around any visible creature object. Um, that bears magic, and it just says I can sense the presence within magic, uh, presence of magic within thirty feet of me. So I guess if I use an action, can I try to focus and get a more specific? Um, yeah. What's your spellcasting ability? Is intelligence? Yes. Make some kind of intelligence check. Um, Arcana. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's a dirty twenty. Yeah, you feel like a wardrobe is a good bet. Wardrobe, it is. Okay, unfortunately, just opening up all the drawers and cupboards of the wardrobe does not yield anything any uh, more than just peasant craftsman clothing. Okay, so, uh, guys, I getting good vibes from this wardrobe. I think there's going to be a secret compartment in here somewhere. Okay. Can I do perception specifically on the wardrobe? Absolutely. Yeah, can I make another investigation roll? I got a 10. So, yeah, 10 perception doesn't yield anything yeah, if you want to make another investigation. Oh, that's a little better. That is a 24. All right. So, yes, you do find that one of the drawers has a false bottom. Love that. Inside, there is a large sack and a small sack. Let's take both sacks. Let's, let's see what's okay. in them. So, you're, you're taking a look? Yeah. Okay, in the small sack, there is 30 silver pieces and 12 electrum pieces. Okay. okay. In the large sack, there is a dragon. No, there is a. Can you imagine? <laughs> For a second, I was like, "What's the teeny little dragon?" In the large sack, there is what appears to be a uh, full set of human bones. We got the bones. Okay, then we walk downstairs, and the vampires attack us. Yeah, um, uh, yeah okay. So let's um, grab this sack, uh, and Basil picks up the the smaller sack and looks around, and is like, "So um." Like jingles the coins. We we taking this? No. Whatever you're doing in yes. there, do it. Yes. Yes. No, leave yes. the poor man his money. He's crazy. He's he got the money and went crazy, got bit by a vampire. Leave no, this alone. this is probably ill-gotten gains that he got paid to to get the bones. I'm gonna take it. I am a pirate, and I'm saying don't you, you take the money. You better be taking it downstairs to get it today. Taking the money. Okay, fine. <laughs> we need more money. We don't have any money. <laughs> So what are we doing? Uh, well, so, sorry, it was it said 12 Electrum pieces and how many silver? 30 silver. 30 silver. Oh, that's not a great number of silver, biblically. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I don't know this. Jesus? That, that was the amount Judas got paid to kill Jesus. Oh. Anyway. Uh, anyways, yeah, all right, yeah, so take, taking the bones, um, you know, stuffing that large sack into my bag and then heading down the stairs. 
Yep. All right. So you head back down into the coffin store room. You continue to hear coffin maker Vandervoort weeping in his workshop. Basil. Basil. What? Look at this man. Are you seriously going to take his money? Well, we're also going to take him. We're, also, we're going to escort him to the church. We're going to take him with us. He's crazy. What do crazy people need money for? You're such a prick. I, All right, I'm, I'm going to get this guy out of here. At the very least, I'm going to help this guy to his feet and start leading him to the church. All right. Okay, Mr. Righteous, but you burned out a toy maker's home and living. Evil toy maker. Yeah, Basil, Basil's certainly not taking morality lessons from Forcoro. Hey, whatever helped you sleep in there. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you're able to bring him to the church. He's really upset, but he doesn't resist. He kind of lets you lead him through town. Some people do, you know, take notice. So something's going on, but... Um, you know, there's nothing that you're doing that's so outrageous that anyone stops you. Um, also, it appears that something on the other side of town has uh, arrested the attention of a lot of the guards on duty at the moment. Huh. That is Do we want to check that out? Yes. Father Petrovich, well, are we going to the church first? Oh, yes. definitely, definitely yeah. the church I'm first. This guy definitely the church first. Yeah. Father Petrovich confirms these are the bones. Um, he is. Being a man of God, he is not angry with Vandervoort, or at least he is not going to prevent his anger at Vandervoort from interfering with ministering to both his physical and his mental health. Um, as we, he just sort of implies uh, something official is going to have to be made known at some point to the guards. But now is now is a time for to prioritize safety above. Just I think this I think this man has been punished quite a bit already, and from his ravings. I don't believe he is truly at fault for this. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there were vampires in this house. I am inclined to agree. Yes, as I said, I think that this is more of a time for, for healing than strict justice. But thank you. I, I cannot even begin to express to you. I, I wish that I were capable of, of giving you more reward than just thanks. But this church and by extension, this entire town has been existing on borrowed time for three days now, at least. Father, I would like to ask you, can you think of any reason why the vampires would want the bones? Well, as I said, the bones are, are holy relics. They are what sanctify the church. The bones are the things that prevent creatures of the night, such as the devil Strahd and his minions, from being able to enter this church. Right, okay. So we did good. There, there are, at least traditionally, there are rules that suggest that a, a vampire must be invited in, but this, this is a church. By its nature, everyone is invited in. So had he taken it, had he had it in mind to come here, perhaps with his minions, there would have been nothing keeping him out, save these bones. It's nothing short of miraculous that we went without them as long as we did. Well, we're happy that we could help, uh, though I may uh, suggest picking a new hiding spot for them. I think perhaps that, that, would be, that would be wise. Yeah, there's at least four to five people who know where to come <laughs> So if... Um... There's nothing else we can help you with. We do have a few other matters to attend to. Yes. Um, again, if there's anything else that I can help you with, I do not hesitate to ask. Uh, we noticed there was some sort of rockets on the other side of town. Do you have any idea what is going on? Um, no, but I mean, I think particularly now with the, another festival tomorrow and, and now, like it or not, I'm sure stories of what happened last night have gotten out. So it's probably, uh, it's probably a lot of tension out there amongst the townsfolk today. Maybe we should go check it out. Yes. Um, Father, if I, if I may ask, 
if I recall, part of the reason we did not keep Irina here was because the church was not as fortified as it once was without its bones. Do you think she would be safer here now than with the Baron? Well, I mean, I'm inclined to say yes, but now if, as it seems to be the, the case that there are in fact devil worshippers here in this town has proven to be true, or at least cannot be dismissed as mere rumor, frankly, I'm not sure that she's safe in Valaki at all. Uh, I was afraid you were gonna say that. She's certainly no less safe in the Baron's house at this moment. I disagree entirely. Well, uh, did we tell him about seeing the lights? I don't believe so. Okay. Well, I, I think I, we trust this guy. So uh, and he's like, well, it's, it's funny you say that because those rumors of, of flashing lights late at night, with, you know, of the magical sort coming from the Baron's attic, uh, we've confirmed there's, there's something going on there. Um. As it, as it may, I, I am neither shocked nor unshocked to hear that. You must, you must understand proper wizardry, real magics like those of, of your kind or the, the Vistani are not really a part of people's lives here in this town or, or even in this land. Everyone has a grandmother or a, a maiden aunt who had her own brand of folk magic or kitchen hocus pocus, but you know, if, if there were anyone in town who had means of, of accessing real arcane secrets, it would be someone with access to the Baron's library. But many people comprise his household to what you're referring and, and what it might mean. It's hard to say. Well, it seems we still have quite a bit of investigating to do around here. Well, Father, thank you for everything you've done for us. We're happy we could help, but we must be on our way now. All right. Okay, so where are we headed next? Are we... You checking out this commotion, or do we want to? Tr- yeah, I, I think I think we should, just in case they're I don't know systematically executing people. Or something sure. Like um, Alex, what, what what time of day is it now? Um, I would say it's probably mid afternoon. Okay. All right, so I think we still have some time to get the things we want to get done and take this little detour. So let's do it. Um, so yeah, so following the road up to the northern part of town, where you see there is another uh, guarded gate, um, it looks like a lot of people are standing around talking, it's just it's very fervently, like something just went down. Uh, the gate is open, soldiers are in the process of closing it. It looks like in one corner there's a, there's a family, mother and father and child, who are particularly upset. Uh, I would obviously approach them to ask them, is everything all right? They're, as as most people in Velaki are when they first see you, they're at first a little bit taken aback by your appearance. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm quite handsome. Everything is is not all right. We've we've petitioned the guards for help. They this is exactly what supposedly they're there for. This is the we're told over and over that the town guard exists to help the townsfolk. But then as soon as we actually need something, they they always have somewhere else to be. Strasny was just here. Look, for a moment, I actually thought that that he was going to. It doesn't matter if, if no, I, I have to go. I have to go, and no, then no, no, please, conversation please. a little a, a smaller argument than than pops up between the husband and wife as it appears that he is going to go do something that she would prefer he not do. Well, could I could I help you? What is it that you're having a problem with? Please do not do anything rash. I, I look the guards might not be able to help. Agav, I'll tell you what that means later. But at the moment. Um, you know, perhaps I could help you in some way. If you're looking for a guard, 
Uh, I am quite large. Our, our son has gone missing. Our youngest tells us that he's gone off with the fishermen into the forest. The guards oh. won't leave the walls, though. The fishermen? The fishermen, yeah. That was on our list of things to do anyways. All right, guys. Uh, who's ready for another hike, eh? Uh, I'm still a little shaken by our non-encounter earlier, but yeah, let's do it. Let's get, let's get a move on. How, how far is the lake? Like, is this reasonable that we could make it there and back before nightfall? Oh, yeah, it's like maybe half a mile away. Oh, perfect. Love that. The, the father of the missing child says, I'm coming with you. Um, I completely understand. What is your name? Radovich. And may I ask, what is it that you fear? Do you fear your child being alone, or are the fishermen, say, I don't know, undead mermaids that are going to drown your child? I, I fear the Swalich woods. If you've not yet... Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty reasonable. Yeah, no, no need to explain. We've, we've had our encounters. Then you understand, one does not need a particular reason to be worried about their small child off in those woods. The fact that he's out there with that barbaric drunk why would he go i uh, children i uh, do we need a better answer than that we're we're wasting time here let's let's get a move on at the foot of a mountain nestled in a misty forest is a large lake the water is perfectly still and dark reflecting on the black clouds overhead like a monstrous mirror as the path through the woods dips down closer to the water's edge you see that pulled up along the south shore are three small rowboats a fourth boat can be seen in the middle of the lake with a lone figure sitting in it, fishing pole in hand. But no sign of the kid. There's no sign of the child, but this boat is far enough away that you're really only seeing sort of vague outlines, especially considering how misty it is. This is true. Um, so this, this lake, would you describe it as a mountain lake? Yeah, we already know that. But, the, but there's a lot of hills around this. The issue is finding the den. Yeah. So again, if you go back to this this map that you asked me for, um, you'll see that so far this whole land seems to be between two enormous mountains. Baratok to the north and Gakis to the south. You've heard of both of these, but there's mountains and hills all around you. Okay, so let's just you know just say let's just keep an eye out for wolves. I I was just thinking about that, or maybe we can ask someone who's been here a lot. But um, how many people can fit in a boat? Um, these boats that are that are pulled up to the, the water. Yeah. Each rowboat can safely hold five people. Perfect. Well, that's convenient. Do we want to take just one? Yeah, I think we stick together. But might it not be better to have numerous flotation devices in case something were to happen? To mm, nope, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll split up. Okay. You and Pebble take one boat? Yeah, just yep. like the good old days. Yeah. Sure. Then the three of us can take the other. Wow, back at sea. Back where I belong. Just out of curiosity, so who are you asking Radovich to travel with? I was going to ask him to travel with us. I was going to ask him to travel with me and Gork. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see who he likes best. <laughs> we'll call him and see who he comes to. <laughs> uh, he seems to prefer to get in the boat with Basil and Gork. That makes sense. That makes sense. Smart man. Bad decision. He says to the two of you, out of earshot of Orkoron and Pebble, he, he says... About nothing in particular, but terribly loud. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, that's that's a good assessment. Yes. Uh, um, so Basil climbs into the boat, doesn't even make an attempt to like take up one of yours, and just kind of looks over at Cork, like he's like, of course, Cork's gonna row. 
Orc was so excited to roll, <laughs> so he doesn't even see anything wrong with this. He's like, that idiot, let me get all <laughs> the water is sufficiently still that it's not very difficult to row either boat, regardless of its occupants. I don't know how oars work. Like, I refuse to learn anything about water or water. So you're oars. making pebble row? Where are you like a I, I roll my eyes, grab the oars, and row. Right. I'm really uncomfortable. Par for the course. I, I'm commuting with Umberly. I'm not mad. I'm like talking to myself. I'm like, it's okay. It's all right. It's just a little water. It can't hurt you. Oh, it's splashed up a little. Careful, careful. I'm intentionally splashing in. So where are we going? Uh, <laughs> uh, head over to the fisherman. I right? figured we would row out to, yeah. Yeah. Because if there's going to be a child, hopefully he's in the boat with that fisherman. I'm counting on Alex's reluctance to hurt children. I'm counting on it. Um, as the other boat that's already out to out on the lake comes into view through the mists, you see that uh, the fisherman is a massive man with shaggy beard and a worn hide coat. His face is puffy and his eyes are bleary and a thin trail of saliva dangles from slack gray lips, betraying his extreme intoxication. As you come closer and closer still, you see that he seems to be speaking, but to no one in particular. Where is the child? Hello? We are looking for a child. So you come closer again. He's he's seems to be barely aware of you or anything outside of his boat or, you know, the immediate water beneath it. Here, as you, as you, Real close to you. Uh, sacrifice. Sacrifice must be made. Sacrifice to the lake. The fish. Lake demands a sacrifice for the fish. Oh, no. Am I close oh, enough to hop God. into his boat yet? Um, close enough that you can hop into the water, which also for Corky Basil, it looks like uh, Radovich is about to do, especially as you realize that now the fisherman is hoisting up from beneath him a figure bound up in a sack. Oh. Oh. Pebble, get this closer, Pebble. Get I, this I'm, closer. I'm rowing. I'm how rowing. far away? How far away are we now? Okay, so so first off, here's what I want to do. Um, I want to ask you guys to roll for initiative. Yep. Good Again, call. You don't have to treat this like a combat encounter, but because a lot of stuff is going to happen, and I want to do it orderly, okay? Yep. Mm -hmm. Ooh, oh, no. I got a 14. Put it in the chat. Eight. I got a 5. Nine. Now, also, this this drunk is Strozny's uncle, right? That's what we were told. Yeah. Okay. So, really, don't want to kill him, but no, 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 no. He is, you know, trying to drown a child, probably. That's what it sure fucking looks like. So let's say that you have pulled up your boats to within approximately. 20 feet as you see that he has begun to you hear him talking about a sacrifice and it looks like he started to hoist up this um figure bound into a sack pebble you get the jump okay i guess i want to try to get him to maybe drop i mean is he holding the kid over the water or if he dropped the kid would he fall into the boat it looks like if you drop the kid, he would at this point still fall into the boat. What's working for you right now is the fact that, again, this guy is either drunk or insane to the point where he is barely able to function on any kind of physical level. Okay. So all that he's really succeeded in doing so far is 
starting to heft up this figure. But no, he's not like about to drop it in the water. So I want to cast a like non-lethal sacred flame at him to just like startle him. It's radiant damage. So I want to kind of like blind slash make him stumble a little bit and drop the kid. Okay. Uh, it's a DC 16 deck save. DC 16 deck save, which we're going to be making at, again, extreme disadvantage. Um, let me ask you a question. Obviously, he fails that save. Um, <laughs> when you say non-lethal, like, mm-hmm. I feel like I should ask you, like, how many hit points worth of damage do you want it to account for? Um, I mean, I'd love to do just as, as little damage as possible. Okay, so... Yeah, I'm just trying to, like, blast him in the eyes. Yeah. Sending really just a magical ember more than anything else. So yeah, it looks like um, you've bought a little more time by stunning him. Again, he's not even aware that any of you guys are nearby until that mm-hmm. moment where all of a sudden fire in his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no, it, you succeed in not really hurting him, but stunning him and slowing okay. him down further. Uh, Cork. Oh, man. Um you gotta get closer. Yeah. Say so how far? How far away again are we? About twenty feet. Okay. Not, not a little, a little less. Maybe closer to fifteen. So I have nothing ranged I can do. So I guess uh, I row us up next to the boat. Um, would I be able to um, grab the? Is like a kid in a bag? Um, would it? Would that be like impossible to try to like just rip away? So I think, I feel like your action would be the running. Okay. Like that's not normal movement. So I'll, I'll at least say that you can you can pull yourself within close enough distance of the fisherman's boat. And and that's all I can do, my action? Yeah, I think so. Okay, that's all I'll do then. For Koro. Dropping two arrows into this guy. Firing once. That is 18, does that one hit? It does. Um, is, the, is this meant to be fatal? Are you? Are you? I, I'm cool with killing him. I'm cool with killing him. Um, no! Why? We just said we don't want to kill him. We need to keep him alive because he's going to tell us stuff about the other guy, maybe. I want to stop him more than anything. I'm not trying specifically to okay, kill him. Okay, but you could you could make that call right now. You could say lethal or non-lethal. Is this a shot to the the head or chest, or is this a shot to a leg or an arm? You're a talented enough. I'll go for arm. I'll go for it. Okay. Give me an attack roll. The first one is going to do six. Okay, what was the, what was the and then, attack initial attack roll? Oh, 18. Oh, okay, so the first crossbow bolt to hit him in the arm. A longbow. I'm oh, straight up using longbow. longbow. Yeah, that catches him. Uh, he pitches backward into the boat, which under the sudden motion of and under his enormous bulk immediately capsizes. Okay, well. Uh, Basil? I'm gonna, hang on, I get an action surge, so I'm gonna use it, okay? Okay. Uh, I'm gonna use my action surge to dive in to recover the bag. I'm, I'm looking for the bag more than anything else. Okay, so, yeah, you can absolutely do that. I'm gonna need a strength athletics check for you to swim to it. Sure. Fuck, eight. Okay, so, yeah, I'm sorry, not, not good enough. You're in the water. But you That's can fine. get to the bag. Um, Basil. Uh, okay, well, I don't think Basil's much of a swimmer. Especially if you need to take a round to doff your armor. <sighs> oh, shit. 
I don't wear armor. Basil's like, save my armor. Well, I, was like, I, don't, I think I would just sink in the armor. Hang on. There are, there are some rules um, about like my armor that I can kind of take it on and off. On or off quickly. You gotta find... Does it not turn into a speedboat? <laughs> I thought you built functions into this thing. <laughs> reading, reading, reading. Okay, what kind of armor? I understand there's a lot of magical, there's a lot of enchantments and stuff on it. What kind of armor is it at its core? At its core, it is uh, scale mail. Scale mail is medium armor. Medium armor takes one minute to doff. Ten rounds. Yeah, so like I, it's... Oh, hang on. Here we go. I, I can doff or down the armor as an action. There we go. Okay. Yeah. So I guess I'm going to do that. Um, okay. I'm going to, so as a, are you naked now or do you have like, I think I have some undergarments. It'd be so weird to be naked under skin. Yeah. So awful. Yeah. Like I think I probably just have clothes under this. Like it's probably, <laughs> anyways. Uh, yeah. Child drowning in the water. Um, well, doff they... the armor as an action. Just like, you know, Iron Man split, step out of it, cool. dive in. Can you dive in? Yeah, I don't know if you. I mean, that's just movement, though, right? Well, well, except if you don't have a swimming swimming as movements, then oh, I feel like that becomes an action because that becomes a check. You are correct. Um, now that we've been arguing about this for five minutes, I'm happy to tell you that Radovich himself did exceptionally well on his athletics check. <laughs> and has Radovich got okay, so he has the job. As Krogorov continues to sink into the murky oblivion. Okay, I believe it's. I, I cannot jump in the water because it will take me 10 rounds uh, to get my armor off. Um, is there... So so Radovich is in the water with the kid now, yep. holding him. And Vorkora's in the water? Yes. Yeah, I'm also in the water. And Cork, where are you? I'm in the boat. In the boat. Okay, so could I... Am I close enough to touch Radovich? Um... If I can just grab, like, grab and pull him into the boat, that would be my goal. Um, yeah. So make a strength check. Make it an advantage because he's obviously cooperating with you. All right. That is a seventeen. Yeah. Okay. So you and Radovich and the child, because yeah, that child was totally in that sack, are safely in the boat. All right. Whew. Um, and I assume that's my turn. I guess so. Yes. Cork. So, all that's left is that one guy sinking into the ocean. Who's unconscious, right? Who's unconscious. And we want to save him to question him. Yeah, ideally. Ideally. Um, I guess I'll <laughs> jump off the boat myself, <laughs> one more person in, and try my best to swim and pull him up okay. to the so surface. Here's, my, here's the way I feel like this should go down. You and Vorkoro okay. are still in the water together. If Vorkoro, if you're interested in helping out with that, because um, also the, the boat that you're presumably trying to push him in, or maybe not, I don't know which boat you're trying to push him into, the capsized one or one of the other two, but is one of you going to be assisting the other in this athletics check? And if so, who's offering assistance? And it's my turn, so I feel like I'll go down if Vorkoro wants to... Um kind of be ready to pull us both up onto one of the non-capsized boats. Yeah, just going to say, I was probably going to try to focus on the boat that Basil is in, because it's going to take extra time to uncapsize the boat. It's a good thing we brought two boats. That was a great call. Yeah. yeah. 
what I'm, what I'm saying is that you guys actually, you have a little bit of a, a luck in this sense that, you know, poor, I, it's a question of who's got the better strength score because you know, I, I have a lot of great strength. Okay. So then, yeah, if Prokoro's helping you, you can make that at advantage. Sweet. Um, so this would uh, just be athletics and athletics check. Okay. First roll was in eight. Second roll, a 25. Okay, yes. Picking up your <laughs> Thank you. combined bear and newt strength. <laughs> yeah! You heave this giant haggard beast into the boat, although he is thoroughly unconscious and presumably in some sort of shock from the, the frigid temperature of the water. Oh my god, you guys did it. Woo! When you say unconscious, like unconscious not breathing or unconscious and breathing? Unconscious breathing. No, he's... Like in a sleep, sleep apnea way. So. Can we can we check on the child? Get him out of the bag? Yeah, oh, yeah. trust me, his father's been working on that. <laughs> if, um, can I take my arrow back from the guy that I shot? Because I don't, I don't want to lose Sure. Like, if it's still in his arm. I, Why not? Look, if I'm fucking counting arrows, I'm going to count arrows. Okay. But yeah, yes, uh... I assume there's nothing else you want to do out here on the lake. You're able to make it back to the gates of Velaki without incident. I am so I, I I do not want to be on this puddle anymore. I would even be rowing. Okay. Wow. As quickly as possible back to. Uh, do we want to bring this unconscious man back to the city, or do we want to like wake him up first? Let's get back to shore. First. Oh no, no. Oh, we're going wait. back to shore. We can use the cloth bag to do some like waterboarding or something while we're on the boat. And try to torture him a little I, for answers. He's unconscious. Uh, also, no, we don't want to waterboard anyone. Correct. Right, of course. Right, that is disgusting. You can just as easily burn someone. You, fire, <laughs> you put some sticks in the fire. So I guess we bring him back and tie him up. So you know, he he comes to enough on the on the way back that he doesn't really resist. He sort of seems resigned to following you guys. I mean, was there any effort to like tie him up or bind him or anything? He looks like a big fucking lump of pathetic, so I definitely wasn't trying. I, yeah, I, I was planning on it. I was kind of planning on that. Do you know? I mean, um, right? just a little, just a little uh, hands tied okay. behind his back, sort of deal. Oh yeah, it's a largely symbolic gesture, but again, he he seems to understand that there's a grim futility in even attempting to fight back against you guys. And you make it back to the gates of Alaki fairly quickly, where there is sort of a scattering of guards. Ending at the open gate, it looks like enough political pressure from the townsfolk has been put on them to make an effort to find this child. Before we get back, can we talk to this guy a little bit? Yeah, I, I figured we would talk to him on the shore or something. Um, like, like I mean, he was unconscious for a little while. Like, but like once he wakes up, I I want to know what he was doing. Like, why did he think the lake needed a sacrifice? You you don't get much intelligible out of him on that. He just convinced himself that you know just there were there were no fish he wanted there to be fish he convinced himself that this made sense mm. i'm rolling insight to see if this guy is just crazy um it's 22 i mean at least as far as this mad plan to sacrifice a child to the lake is concerned yeah there doesn't seem to be much substantiating that he can't point out any one person or even any one thing that gave him the idea he just sort of decided that that made sense Cool. I'm gonna fucking punch him in the face and then walk away. Okay. Well, that renders him unconscious again. <laughs> oh, wow. Really? I'm that good. Dude. Um. 
as you get back, of course, most of the town people are preoccupied with just being happy that this child is alive. Uh, the town guard make a very big deal about, you know, they remove Cork's rope and they put him in, in shackles. They, they bind his feet and they begin trudging him away towards the pillory. Why Cork? No, 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 because no, I put like a rope around. So they removed Cork's rope. They're doing the rope oh. Cork put on the guy. Cork is not being <laughs> led away. Said... They forcefully removed me. I misread that situation. All right. Yeah. Okay. Shit. Okay. Uh, the family is very thankful. They have nothing to reward you with. We've done so much. It was, day. It was day. our pleasure. We've saved our so pleasure. many children. <laughs> For what? <laughs> Feels like even our wins aren't real wins. Um, but I mean, I don't want to jinx like it. But today's been a day of wins to uh, counteract that day of losses we had. That's true. Um, okay, so do we want to try and talk to this guy more? Like, I assume he's being like put on display in like the town square. They're at least taking him off in that direction. Yeah, you know that there are stockades or there are stocks there. Yeah. So do we want to go try to chat with this guy in the stocks, or do we want to go and? See if we can talk to Rictavio about maybe going to see Lady Vokter. I think we should do that. Let's say the latter. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Where's Rictavio's yet? The water in? That's my only guess, but I figure that's where we yeah. start to look. Here we go. All right. So yeah, we haven't talked about the blue water in in a while, have we? Um, so let's go, let's just take another look at that. Should we be a little wary that we are going to go to the tavern of a person who clearly doesn't like you? And I understand. I totally understand why they don't like you. But I does that dislike cast itself onto the more likable? I don't think class. it's me specifically that they don't like, um, but I don't think they mean us any harm. So I, I don't think we need to be wary. But maybe, you know, she was concerned that we weren't actually helping the town people, and it was just you know this a vanity project for our heroism. But I, I think we've earned some goodwill today. Very true. Okay. Gray smoke issues from the chimney of this large two-story wooden building with a stone foundation and sagging tile roof upon which several ravens have perched. A painted wooden sign hanging above the main entrance depicts a blue waterfall. Uh, guys? Yes? I just had a, an interesting remembrance. Uh, you remember, do you see those ravens up in the, in, in those eaves? Oh, yes. Remember when we, remember Rokora specifically? Do you remember when you shot one of them? You are correct. I will shoot these ones No, now. no, 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 no. Think, what? think back to the tarot cards. What, what was it that it said about? Oh, wait, did anybody see any wolf then? No, 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 not that one, not that one, the other one, the other one. The rape, the one. This card tells that... of history. Knowledge of the ancient will help you better understand your enemy. An evil tree grows atop a hill of graves where the ancient dead sleep. The ravens can help you find it. Look for treasure there. The ravens. So we shot, we shot the thing that could tell us where the treasure is. Not the best idea. Uh, this, I would say this, this blue water oh. in does seem quite connected to ravens. Oh, yeah. I think I might understand why Lady Martikov was so upset with us. And... When I say us, I mean Vorkoro. Yeah, usually it's Vorkoro. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't shoot any ravens. I love ravens and jackdaws as well as crows. That's I love. Let's let's go inside before he crows. makes a bigger idiot of himself. Yep, 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 yep. yep. 
So it's still fairly early in the evening, um, although the, the sun is beginning to wane, uh, but there's not many people in the tap room just yet. It's not yet experiencing its usual evening influx of customers. Uh, the burly Erwin Mardikov does stand behind the bar and he gives you a curt nod as you enter. He's, you know, wiping out mugs. Erwin, uh, hello. A uh, couple orders of business. Uh, we don't want to take up too much of your time. First, um, is your wife around? Um, not at the moment. I believe that uh, Danica is off with the boys. Uh, well, Vorkoro has something he would like to say to her when we get the chance. Yeah, because we totally just saved like two children recently, and we just want the whole town to know that we probably couldn't have done it without. That's them. not what I was going to say, but anyways, um, we we, do, we would very much like to speak I don't with know her. Why you're putting me on the spot? I, we would very much like to speak with her when she's available. Uh, the other is that uh, is Rictavio around? Um, he left for the day, as he is is want to do. Um, I imagine he will be back. He still has asked us to keep that room upstairs available for him indefinitely, and he pays promptly, so. Did he I say imagine... where he was going? I'm sure he's just somewhere in town. He likes to go, um, you know, he, he's got his horse in the stable. He has his business. Have, I, don't, I don't speak to him much unless he's, you know, ordering some food or, or re-upping the terms of his stay. Makes perfect sense. We will have a look around for for him then. Um, I'm sorry. You say that your friend wishes to speak to my wife. I don't know why the <laughs> fuck he said that. Is there any was like context? He would like to make an apology. Isn't that correct for Koro? You're being such an asshole right now. I never put you on the spot. That is not true in like... the slightest, and you know it, but this is not the time. Look, we, your wife, rightfully called us out for blundering our way through this this place and not taking the proper time to make this, this is putting me on the spot anyways uh not take the proper time to really ingratiate ourselves with how things work here and i think we understand the specific error that was made and we would like to make amends for it if she would let us well i must say well i don't think that She's very interested in, in speaking with any of you at this moment. I think that that was well-spoken and I personally appreciate the sentiments. I don't mind saying that though sentiments only go so far in a place like this, life is hard. If you uh, really mean what you say, well, I'm not too proud to just come out and say, I think that there are ways that you could demonstrate that sorrow. You of course. Totally like saving children. Okay, yeah, look, Vokoro, pat on the back, nicely done. Um, you definitely were there when Pebbles saved that child. Oh, you, oh, oh, you Anyways, Erwin, <laughs> what could we do to help? So, again, Erwin is standing behind the bar, and he moves over to where uh, there are three enormous barrels of, of wine, like five-foot diameter barrels of wine we would be happy to drink it uh two of them have taps one has purple mash number three one copper painted on it in dull purple lettering the other red dragon crush one silver painted in scarlet the third cask is presumably empty as it has no tap but just a dark empty bunghole 
faint traces of yellow gold lettering can be seen beneath a rough coat of paint in a brownish color to match the wood of the cask. With a meaty hand, he first taps on the purple match barrel and then on the red dragon crush barrel, both of which um, sound kind of hollow. Mm. For better or worse, he says, wine is the lifeblood of Barovia. If we were to run out altogether, that would be considered quite devastating for the whole town. My supply of wine is nearly gone. The next shipment is in fact overdue. What, what would you have us do to help? Well, I am hoping to find someone who is prepared to travel to the vineyard and winery. It's a, it's a few miles west of here. You can follow the signs on the Swalage Woods, but with my family here and the, the inn understaffed, I, I, I am needed here. And uh, I've tried to compel the wolf hunters to go, but they won't travel that far from the town walls. I'm not just worried for the lack of wine, but for the, the implications of a late delivery. What are the implications? That they drank all the wine? No, that's not the answer. You're not that dumb. <laughs> Uh, that's well. I guess that was a question. Are you that dumb? Is that is that really what you think is happening here? <laughs> I plead the fifth, and I wait to see if this guy. I wait to see if this guy gives an answer. I am worried for the safety of the winery and its workers. We will, of course, investigate this for you. Yes, I'm saying it is. It is brought well, a little late in the, the day. Um, only got like twenty investigators. You are under no obligation to undertake no, such no, no, tasks. No, no, no. We. But we, like, as I said, ask how you... we are happy to help. Perhaps the day after the festival, we will go and investigate. Unless you think that's too late with it. It is what it is. I imagine we have enough reserves to get us at least through a festival day. But hopefully the festival goes well, because uh, we might be looking at some lean days after that. If uh, a shipment of wine isn't secured, but... We, we do have some in reserve. We do, we are, we're not out, but as I said, I, I am concerned for my supply. I am more concerned for the well-being of, of those who of course. attend the vineyard. We will do everything we can. Um, I think uh, at that, we'll, we'll head out. We'll, we'll talk amongst ourselves. We need to find Octavio too, right? I, I suppose we have two options now. We can go and explore this winery, which we'll... I think get us closer to solving one of the mysteries of these tarot cards, or we can find Rictavio, speak to him about Lady Vokter, and try to secure that dinner invite and get some more information about what's happening here. Maybe we should just try to speak to her, like, directly. We have an address. To we do, but she did say she wanted to speak to the five of us, and we are currently using Rictavio as our fifth. Oh. So, I... what, what do we want to prioritize? I don't think we're going to be able to do both today. I think that the winery feels more time sensitive in terms of the lives of whomever is at stake if there's danger happening. But I guess also if we want to find out more prior to the festival about this town, yes, then we I, should come see Lady Bach. You're correct in that assessment. You are correct, Pebble, and that is why I'm voting wine. Because if there really are people whose lives are in danger, we should probably go save them. I don't know. Okay, question. Question. Are you suggesting that you dip from town now? Yeah, it was a few. It was a few miles. Yeah, sure. Okay, because the the implication was that it's it's going to be a bit of a project to get to this winery. Like, mm -hmm. okay. 
is not something you're going to do in just a couple hours. So at other points today, you said that you wanted to stick around at least until the festival for also very compelling reasons. Oh, because the festival is tomorrow now and now night is about right. to fall. Mm. Shoot. Okay. Yeah. No. Nah. All right. Let's go. Let's go find Rictavio. Uh, start with the stables, I guess, and then we could split up, cover more ground. And that's yeah, I, I worry that when someone finds Rictavio, we'll be have trouble finding everyone else and getting us all to speak together. Yes. Yes. Yes, I am. I think that's. I think. I think that's a perfectly natural response to <laughs> everything that's happening to us. Rictavio flamboyantly stumbles through the door of the Blue Water Inn into the tap house where he takes a big Oh, hey, look at that, Rictavio. <sighs> yes, how are you all? You left me rather in the lurch yesterday. You do understand that, of course. Uh, uh, our apologies. Yes, I, I, I hope you got our letter. I did get your letter. I was happy to get your letter. Having had only the briefest of interactions with that uh, Lady Vokta woman, though, I must say, uh, it was it was rather a situation where I was quite happy to see plans were cancelled. <laughs> some sweetness and cherry pie. That yes, one. well, about that, we're thinking we should go speak to her now, and we'd love for you to join us. Yes, would you like to come? I would very much not like to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I get no secret. I in fact did yesterday endeavor to go to Boxer House on the strength of the invitation and at least offer my sincerest apologies for your not being present. And that weird little man answered the door. Oh, um, what, what was his name? Yeah. I haven't the faintest. Oh, the guy yeah. with the hat. The guy with the hat, yes, yes, absolutely indeed. It was him who said that having been spurned as such, Lady Vokta was rescinding her invitation. Oh. Although I, well, I will say, he did confide in me this, and it seemed that it was meant for me to keep a secret, but as we are masquerading as compatriots, it seems that, as far as anyone else is concerned, you have every right to know it, he implied that it would not do to merely show up uninvited at Vokta House, but that if I was wise, I would keep my eyes open for a subsequent invitation. Okay. As it is nonetheless important to Lady Vokta to know everyone who comes and oh, goes through You town. have given us lots of information that we desperately needed. Yep. If I were to leave Velaki, and I can understand why any decent person would want to leave Velaki quickly, I wouldn't advise staying away for very long. No, I, I don't think we will. I don't think we were going to go anywhere, actually. Well, we, we thank you greatly. This has been quite enlightening. And when we do receive that next invitation, I hope you will join us despite your misgivings. Oh, well, absolutely. I mean, it threatens a good story, if nothing else. Oh, we are full of those. That I can promise you. Is there anything else we wanted to do in town? Or should we... Well, we have, we, have a, we have a few options now. We could head back to the Vistani camp and try to speak with Casimir. We could... Uh, just as he looks up the active plot lines tab, <laughs> uh, we could go in. Uh, uh, the Argonvost ruins are not too far from here, are they? Or are those those further away? If you're going to do anything, maybe you could get as far as the Vistani camp and back before proper sunset. But I don't think you're moving very far outside of the town walls. Mm -hmm. Let's go for the Vistani camp then. Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, and as soon as we're safely like out of the town. Um, also, would like to like 
just you know make ourselves known to the guards that if something holds us up it's possible we'll be coming back after dark we would still like to be let back in they inform you that that would be a serious breach of protocol mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> um nice let's go once we're out of earshot um in talking about those lights that we saw i did come up with an alternative plan okay i have recently upgraded my armor to cast a new spell called invisibility and i think it might be wise if i were to cast it on someone and let them sneak through the manor and see what they could learn wow that's awesome yeah that sounds like a really good idea and um as i am not the stealthiest among us i don't think it should be me (laughs) nor nor me nor i (laughs) what the fuck and so, Vokoro, the last time we sent you on a stealth mission, you were successful, but then you also <laughs> burned things down. And I I think you are the man for the job here. I think you have a talent for stealth, despite your obvious ostentatiousness. So what are we thinking? Are we thinking, like, are we still doing this during the festival? Because I really don't want to miss that. Maybe we're doing this tonight? I think we do this tonight. Yeah. I hate to say it, Basil, but I agree with you. I'm the man for the job. All right. Well, let's let's speak with let's try and speak with Casimir and then head back and start preparations. Um. So, unfortunately, just in the interest of of keeping things moving, no, Casimir is does not seem to have returned to the camp. This fucking guy. I figured not. <laughs> I I'm assuming this is like time gated until whatever <laughs> happens after this festival, at least. But you know, meta meta knowledge aside. Well, it was great stopping here again. I hope none of your children have gone missing again. Well, okay, the Dustin's don't have <laughs> children, you might remember. We do, but we totally rescued the child. No, no, no. You're saying with the Dusk Elves. Oh, right, right. Ooh, oh, oh, I am so sorry. Well, hey, good news. None of your children have gone missing. That gives you a one-up on a lot of other people in town. Hmm. Um, while you're here, were you going to go to the Vistani camp or... Yeah, yeah, I figured that's that's part of this whole endeavor. Um, as you follow the muddy path to the top of the hill, you see Arabelle sitting on the ground just outside the ring of wagons. Uh, she's playing on the ground with small toy animals carved from wood. Uh, a bird, a goat, um, and what looks like a, a great cat, like maybe a lion or a tiger. Nearby, two adult Vistani chop firewood, singing a call and response song. In each verse, the first singer courts the other with the offer of some treasure or another, and the responder refuses the proposal. The lyrics would have a flirtatious and almost body tone if the melody of the song were not so eerily dismal. That's just so this place. Everything that could be fun is just misery. Um, hello, uh, good friends. Uh, sorry to rudely barge in on your camp. We would like to inquire if Casimir has been found. Or he has returned to your quarters. No, I haven't seen him. Uh, can I insight sure. this? Because I assume there, there's no real reason for them to lie about this, but like, I just, don't want to take any chances here. Ooh, that's a natural um, 20. You don't doubt their honesty. They have not seen Casimir. But there's something about their reaction that also seems, it seems that they find Casimir personally very off-putting. Mm-hmm. Like they're not, they're not sad mm-hmm. to have missed him. He's a haunted man, so that makes sense. While he's not around to overhear, is there something you could tell us about him? We we have yet to meet him ourselves, but have been told that uh, we will need to at some point for some upcoming business. Well, if we see him, we'll certainly let him know that there were outlanders looking for him, but 
uh, you know, by and large, we share this hill with the uh, with the the elves, or at least when we're passing through the land, they're happy to let us camp atop their hill. But we don't we don't interact much. They practice strange magics that are very unlike ours. And the other the other Vistana chimes mm. in with a little more of a friendly attitude. You'll find something something that we find very strange about them is that they quite literally never sing or dance. Something we have a hard time empathizing with. Uh, they do seem to be a dour folk. They never sing, save for one single song that is very sad and slow. Could you tell us how the song goes? No, I'm sure it's it's in their language. You can hum it though, surely. <laughs> if we see any, if if we find ourselves for whatever reason speaking with any of the of the elves, we'll certainly let them know that you were looking for one among them. We appreciate that, and uh, I assume the answer is no, but. Is Aragal around? Um, oh, uh, well, he's he's gone now. Seems we, uh, you know, I'm gonna okay. insight check that too. Uh, what was my insight? Probably not a lot. Um, that's a sixteen. Yeah. So again, they seem to be pretty honest with you, except when they use that word "gone," you feel like that means a lot more to them than it does to you. Mm. Okay. So. Will he not be coming back? He will be coming back. There's no saying when. There's no saying in what condition. Frankly, we've we've got our we've got our business to do. The sun is fast setting. If you're going to make it back inside the walls of Valaki, I would I would get a move on. Sounds like a great thing. Probably wise. Again, sorry to bother you. They they load up their firewood they've been chopping into a little wagon, which then they they take into the middle of camp. As they do, they uh, together they sing the unsettling coda of the song they were singing in which the quarter has finally gotten the young woman in the song to agree to marry him and only now after the ceremony does she realize that he is in fact a devil ah. mm-hmm. just like my ex-wife <laughs> was court married yeah, before this, this? is this canon now yeah to a new so something i gotta ask so the plan is to stay in town for the festival but before then there's going to be an attempt for a midnight break-in yes okay so i i guess my thought is i don't know if we want to break in specifically but like i mean i guess there's probably not a lot of comings and goings at night i'm not gonna tell you the I'm not gonna work. I'm not gonna tell you that this is not something you can try, but you might recall that on at least two, and I think as many as three separate occasions, you have attempt attempted to stake out this mansion. Every time it has been heavily guarded. Yes, and guards go in and out of places. So I'm just saying that while invisible, this is probably the best. Just make me invisible already. So, so yeah. Here's here's the thing. It's not like. Like uh, the spell Camille cast earlier, like it's sure. you know that lasts for eight hours. I really need to worry about the time. Invisibility uh, only gives you an hour. Let's do this. I can do this in an hour. I know I can. Get us to an alleyway just outside the house. Cast it, and I will fucking go, man. Let's do this. Is there any any other things we'd like to to cast on him to enhance his his chances of success? Um, I don't really. I am enamored with your guys' insistence on making everything ten times harder than it has to be. Let's do this. <laughs> I, I just can't. 
I, I, I assume like you just you want us to go. I don't want you festival. to do anything. I just mm -hmm. I think it's fascinating that you guys consistently identify a good plan and then jettison it for the crazy plan. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be honest. I wasn't going to go during the festival. I'm really worried that bad things will happen at the festival and I wanted to be at the festival just in case something bad went down. I said, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that we're going to learn everything we need right now. We only have an hour. It's not like we can just like fully um, go through this whole mansion, but... I, I'm not going through the whole mansion. I'm getting up to the attic. That's where I want to go. In the in the door, up the stairs to the attic. That's my goal. It's getting to end. Okay, so we're we we're, we're fast forwarding here. We're in the hallway. We're in the alleyway. It's it's late at night. Okay, well, are we doing this now? We're coming up on four. Yeah, we should we should cliffhang it. I think. Yeah. Okay, that's that's good because then I gotta figure some stuff out. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Ooh love when we make the dm just throw out everything we had prepped <laughs> you, you started this session by being like hey guys do whatever you want go wherever you want i'm not telling you not to i just i'm not i'm certainly not telling you not to i just it's it's uh <laughs> you say you're gonna do a and then 45 minutes later a became x and i'm yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a diet like i'm not trying to be like you know I'm limitless or anything, but yeah, there's a lot of moving pieces in the background. It's a dynamic world. So, look, we, I, I think today was a win. We we did everything right, with some odd deliberations along the way. But it's like we it wouldn't be awesome if we didn't do something stupid mm -hmm. on that. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out next time around. So, and I will be ready for you. Cool. So that is our session. That is episode six, I believe. Yeah. And if you liked our show, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Blood on the Dice and the rest of us on both of those things that we use somewhat sparingly. <laughs> That's it. I got nothing else. You know what? I'm going to plug The Leftovers on HBO because I just started it and I love it so much. Okay. If anyone else in want to add... I'm going to plug my ears because I can't listen to Brian talk about shows anymore. <laughs> so that's... Um... He literally moved across the country, so I wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't do this to him anymore. Read the Crucible. It's pretty good. Yeah, I feel like I should now. Yes. All right. So, yeah, uh, watch The Leftovers, read The Crucible, follow if, us on Twitter. If you Twitter. want to see a good fusion of The Leftovers and The Crucible, watch Peacemaker, because that's exactly what it is. I don't think that's true, but Peacemaker is also good. Um, and, of course, uh, thoughts and prayers for Alex dealing yes. with our nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Damn.